0: Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates from General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery, and I want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us as we learn together now what it means to be Free Methodists in this episode of The FMC Radio Show. We all made it to the month of October, October 7th, 2019, episode 121. And October is significant for many reasons. Of course, the, the change in season, the time change, we've got all sorts of things that are changing. But specifically for the Free Methodist Church, of course, we're changing. We now call the previous bishops, Bishop Emeritus, and we have now been able to, for seven days, not just uh, look at the coming bishops, but now we have three new bishops officially as of this month. So this is an exciting time. We're excited to see, and I've already seen some things, um, in this month that are, uh, they put out, you know, through Latin Life Magazine, through some interviews, things like that. Um, so I want to have them on this show definitely for sure. Um, but they're getting acclimated. It'll take some time to kind of get used to everything, get everything together. So, um, we want to give them that time, probably sometime early next year, hopefully try to reach out and get, and get them back on the show. Of course, they've already been on here when we interviewed them, but that was the time when they were candidates. And then most recently, what we put on was uh, to share with everyone from the sermons that they delivered at General Conference. Um, but that's, again, not not exactly the same as having them on here for an interview post-election, uh, which would be really nice and, and I think we'll do definitely uh, early on next year. So, um That being said, uh, speaking of exciting things, I looked over and I got an email here today that we have a new voicemail on the voicemail line, and uh, let's go ahead and play that. Hello, this is Harris and Harris Limited. We are debt collectors. Please call us at 312 Oh, no. So, the Harris and Harris Debt Collectors. I actually knew what that was before I played it, but I have been getting so many calls on the show voicemail line from Harris and Harris Limited Debt Collectors. I have no idea why, um, well, I mean, it's probably a robo call, probably a scam call, but even if it's not, um, they obviously have the wrong number. Um, I don't owe any debt, and I don't think the show owes any debt to anybody, um, So, uh, but we do have a show voicemail. It'd be nice to hear from someone other than Harris and Harris Debt Collectors. So you can call the show voicemail by calling 914-FMCUSA1, that's 914-362-8721. And uh, if you call that number, no one's going to ever answer that number. It doesn't go to a phone, it goes to a Google Voice number, which means you're just going to get voicemail automatically. For the show and you can leave a voicemail talking about something you heard in the show uh, just letting us know what you think about the show it's just a fun way uh, to let people know about what what you've heard and to kind of share it with us and then we can share it with with everybody else here by playing it on the show and we would like to hear from other people other than the debt collectors so if you have something to say please call into the show I know many people um, thank you for your comments especially on the Facebook page and over on Twitter um, we get probably most of of our interactions over on twitter.com slash fmc radio and um, we also have our actually twitter twitter is twitter.com slash fmc radio show and over on facebook it's um, at fmc radio Um, so we have uh, all sorts of ways to interact with the show and i invite you to do that they're always in the show notes as well if you click on whether you're listening to this in a podcast or on the Podbean website you can always look at the notes what's written underneath kind of the the section of where you're playing this episode. And you can see all of these, the the show voicemail number, you can see the links to the Facebook page, the Twitter page. So definitely connect with the show in some way. Let us know what you think. Um, Give us suggestions of who to interview next. Um, But with that being said, we do want to get into our interview for today. So let's move along to our last item here, which is always praying through the Free Methodist World Missions Guide. And today we are praying for seed. And not just in general, but specifically today on the 7th of Monday, it tells us that the Mia tribe is a livelihood group in Thessaloniki, Greece. The group brings together Syrian, Iraqi, and Kurdish women to produce products that are locally and ethically sourced. Pray that these artisans will be trained, loved, and empowered to live as one new tribe. I know um, many, many uh, opportunities to interact with seed, to buy things from seed over at General Conference. Um, If you were able to watch our kind of tour of the exhibition hall where we walked around and got to interact, uh, you saw how large that seed area was. It was one of the most uh, popular areas, I would say, over a General Conference, just because you know not only is it you know really nice products, but you know that you're supporting this great cause as well. So you don't f- have to feel bad after it. Um, that, oh, I bought this stuff, and you, I kind of don't know where it's coming from. It's not ethically sourced. So Seed, specifically today, we're going to pray for the Mia tribe. Let's go ahead and do that. Dear God, we thank you for, um, first of all, for Seed. We thank you for um, this Uniquely Free Methodist group and their operations around the world. And we pray for the Mia tribe specifically today. Um, we pray for these women from the, um, from the areas of Syria, Iraq, and the Kurdish women. Um, we we uh, thank you for their work and we thank you that they're able to get this um, opportunity to work for these fair trade items, um, to produce these products. And um, we thank you that they're paid fairly Um, And we pray that um, these artisans will be trained, loved, and empowered to live as one new tribe and that they could all work together. You know, we have these people from different backgrounds and maybe different, um, you know, beliefs or cultural ideas, but... Um, we pray that they would come together, meld together, and then not just do that to produce this this um, this nice product that they're they're trying to sell, but that they would come together um, spiritually as well. That they would come together under you and under your your guidance, and um, that you would speak to. If there's anybody here in this group, uh, most likely these these women that that do not yet believe in you that that are just here for an amazing opportunity this job i pray that they would uh, be spoken to through the the staff connect uh, the seed connections and the staff and the other women um that they would put their trust and their hope in you in jesus name amen Okay, today, we have with us Chris Police on the line, and I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about what has been happening uh, through um, him and his team, the Men's Ministry International, and all sorts of great stuff happening. Uh, Chris, thanks for coming on and talking to us.
1: Uh, sure thing. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I know I heard about you guys uh, uh, some time ago, I would say, uh, a little bit before General Conference maybe, several months ago, and then things just got so crazy with General Conference, we never got the chance to uh, connect up, but I did... in terms of talking about this, but I I definitely wanted to get back with you because um, this is a newer ministry that we're talking about here, um, I think, when we're talking about the Mech Men, and some people hear that, they would have no idea what that is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah, Mech Men, uh, you know, Mechanical Men, uh, yeah, a new ministry, um, uh, started up with Men's Ministries International, MMI, and... um, yeah, in a nutshell, um, what Mechman does is um, we uh, we try and, and resource uh, you know congregations or believers um, you know domestically and around the world, especially uh, you know refugee believers uh, in in urban settings, uh, resource them with vans, um, and so that's kind of the ministry in a nutshell. And um, I could talk a little bit more about how that works.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to the very beginning of all of this. I mean. Before we even get to um, the the need and who who this is being provided for and what's going on, let's go back to yeah. where this all started because I read something in the um, the Free Methodist World Missions Heartbeat from August, kind of a little oh. bit of the story. And so, at your church, uh, a guy came to you, a, a mechanic in your church, and and what was that right. conversation all about?
1: Right. So this this guy is um, an amazing guy. His name is um, Adam Myers, and. Uh, he, you know, he, he's a professional mechanic with Pepsi Cola, uh, okay. in central Virginia. So what he does is he fixes and maintains, uh, the semi fleets, you know, uh, all these trucks for Pepsi Cola. And, um, yeah, he just came out of the blue into my office one day and he said, Pastor Chris, God told me to fix up cars and, uh, and give them to people in need. And I mm. said, that's amazing and then i i kind of had a light bulb moment i thought my goodness i know uh you know there's dozens and dozens of um refugee churches um, that are that are rapidly being planted across cities in the United States and all of them tell me nearly all of them tell me they have the same problems uh, and one of the main problems is transportation. They have a couple of licensed drivers for a couple hundred people so like in a city you know for every for every 100 refugees from a given country you know, especially if they recently arrived, you'll only have a handful of uh, people with driver's licenses. So um, especially uh, as we're planning, like, for example, churches that speak, uh, you know, Swahili, um, you know, they need to get to the Swahili-speaking church, um, and we're planning Free Methodist churches that that have service in Swahili, and so um, vans are a great way to to help people get there. So anyway, I told Adam, well, that's an amazing thing. Yes, let's do it. And uh, I said, what if we... Started by trying to find vans and uh, and fixing those up and giving them to churches in need and uh, that kind of birthed the idea. That's how it started.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of this process. You know, this guy in the church, his name was Adam. I think he said he he comes to you and he has an idea. He doesn't know what what to really do with it, but he has this idea. Then you wow. have this vision and the information to know where to take it the next step. I mean, I'm even thinking wow. of that that first. You know, that first step of somebody who a lot of people who who go to church have this idea um, that that has really been caught and taught uh, throughout the years, which is, you know, there's ministry jobs and then there's kind of the, you know, the worldly jobs, which aren't necessarily bad in and of themselves, like a mechanic, but that's kind of, you know, right. the the worldly job. And then over here we have the pastors and the ministry jobs, and, and those are the church-type jobs. Um, and uh, people have separated those things um, so that when someone is, say, a mechanic, they might say, well, you know, I'm, I just fixed cars. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do in the day-to-day, you know, as far as the kingdom of heaven and all of this. But here's a guy who— he, he doesn't know what he's going to necessarily do with this, but he feels as if he can use his skills to then further the kingdom in some way. And, and, and he brought it to you at this point. Um,
1: yeah.
0: That's definitely something to that, that I think each and every one of us kind of need to consider as we consider our skills.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, um, every gift, every talent, every, uh, hobby, every, every pastime, uh, is, is, you know, is is valuable to the kingdom of God uh, and and that's that's both just in general because uh, you know within the kingdom of God you know it, it's like a baker finds their full vibrancy you know the full and abundant life you know baking for people uh, but beyond that it can also be a ministry and an outreach and and uh, can also empower the missional aspect in terms of um of terms of reaching people for Christ. And so in this case, it kind of bridges both. You know, this is a uh, good works, you know, like, like a good thing. Uh, Adam's got a good heart, so he wants to help people and he can help people in this way. Uh, Plus just the natural, it's fun to get a bunch of people together and fix cars. You know, that's fun. Uh, But then also uh, kind of helping to direct that. Like um, when you can, uh, you know, a good word I've been thinking of recently is alignment, you know, and um, like, you think of a of a car, if if the if your tires aren't aligned properly, it's shaky, you know, and, and if it's really not aligned, you can't go anywhere, you know, you can be spinning your wheels, but you're not getting anywhere, so as as we, like, align things missionally, uh, you can get a lot of synergy, and you can have greater impact uh, for the work of the Lord, and for good, uh, just by, by figuring out how to align things the right way, and I think this is a case of alignment, you know, and so it's, we're able to take this this good thing and um, now can help get literally hundreds hundreds more people uh, to church to hear hear the gospel in their own language. So yeah, pretty absolutely. cool.
0: Yeah. So tell us um, a little bit about this process in terms of let's just let's just go back to the very first. So you had the conversation and then um, this you had the idea and tell us the story of the very first. Um, the very first mini bus that was refurbished, and what happened with that?
1: Yeah, so we had um, we had done something uh, we had done something prior. So we had done a church van, uh, actually um, our old church van at um, Waynesboro Free Methodist Church. We had kind of fixed it up a little and uh, donated that to um, Richmond, the Richmond Free Methodist Church. Uh, which which is a, a congregation that uh, primary language is Swahili and Kirundi. So that was kind of the, the forerunner, um, kind of before anything was formalized. Um, so things really started getting exciting, actually. Um, Adam had this conversation with me, and then like two days later, um, we had a, a meeting with Men's Ministries International, with MMI, and uh, we were – you know, having a Zoom meeting and talking about various ministries, and um, you know, I just kind of mentioned what had happened and that we were going to start doing this, um, and the uh, the other uh, leaders, uh, board members of MMI, uh, were just like, "Well, we should we should make this a, an international thing. We should we should make this a part of a, a greater umbrella ministry. We can do a lot." And so um, that was really exciting. So. Um, before we had any vehicles or anything, um, MMI, uh, in, in a step of faith, ceded uh, $2,000 um, do, to do a van and um, to do a minibus. And so, uh, you know, what had happened before this, uh, actually, Adam, the, the lead mechanic guy, uh, found just a, a diamond in the rough, you know, a totally broken down, doesn't run minibus that, um, I mean, if you buy, if you buy this thing new, it's going to be $60,000. Um, and it was just sitting in a lot. He found it and, um, and it was, uh, for sale. I can't remember for what it was, but Adam talked to them and basically talked them down to like almost nothing. We could get it for, for something like, um, $1,500 or something like that. Uh, But it didn't work, that was the whole thing, and they didn't know why it didn't work, you know, and it just, so they basically said, man, you gotta take it as is, we're not gonna do anything to it. Uh, So we had the seed money, and we we had our first minibus in mind, and uh, there's... Dozens of congregations. I mean, the the waiting list for vans is huge. So there's 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 no shortage of opportunities to bless people with transportation, or to bless refugee churches with transportation. But so basically, yeah. um, you know, we had the seed money, which was great. You know, you need to you need you need to get the ball rolling. And so with that with that uh, investment from MMI, we were able to uh, to actually purchase this this minibus for almost nothing. And, um, and we're, you know, kind of, kind of had it brought over to, um, uh, to, to, God's garage, we call it, right? This, uh, this guy's backyard, he's got like 20 cars and a huge barn and he's, it's his life. It's his hobby. He's always working on cars. And so we took it there cause he's got all this, you know, he's got a, it's basically a professional garage. Of course he has access. To his work garage, he's allowed to use the lift and stuff as needed, which is a huge blessing. So, yeah, we took it, and a handful of other uh, guys who like working on cars uh, from our church came and, and, uh, and I mean, you know, replaced the fuel pump, fixed the air conditioning, figured out the, the <laughs> Rubik's Cube that was the electronics of this thing, installed seatbelts, and I mean, I can't even tell you how many repairs, did some paint work and everything, and, um, yeah, res- like completely restored this minibus and mm. got it inspected and everything. And, and, uh, and, and we were able to actually then uh, donate this one, uh, which is the first we did through MMI, uh, to uh, um, a Congolese congregation, Free Methodist congregation that meets um, in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, Blake Wood's the senior pastor. It's called Faith Community Church. So uh, Blake Wood pastors it, and uh, um, Ebenezer Morengezi. Uh, uh is uh, an associate pastor there and he, he planted the Congolese congregation and they're you know running well over a hundred people every week and the same problem a lot of those folks can't get to church because they don't have transportation so we uh, yeah we were able to, to bring it over and um, man they use this thing literally Every day, multiple times a day, uh, so it's not just a Sunday morning get you to church thing. It's it's community. It's it's actually blessing the refugee community in the city of Harrisonburg every day, uh, just in practical ways. It's a huge. The amazing thing so that that was kind of the first story of what happened and then mm. uh once once that happened we were able to tell the story and you know when you testify uh the blessings multiply and so as we started telling the story you know some more contributions came in And so uh, we received a love offering from our church and um at general conference we received a, a contribution you know uh, another large contribution to do on there and so now we're we're kind of churning out uh, vans like crazy. so we were able to uh, restore our, another van um, for uh, Indianapolis for the Lifeway uh, Free Methodist Church, um, which is uh, pastored pastor by, by uh, Isaac Bujambi and, um, oh, yeah. and we, were, we were able to restore a van and I drove it over there and, and delivered that during the Welcome home conference. And mm. now they're able to, to you know help more of more of their community who, who needs to hear and worship you know in their heart language uh to to come and and hear it it's amazing and we're um it's just a it's a beautiful thing we're in the works to to give another one away um it's just it keeps on rolling and so here's the most exciting thing that literally happened one week ago um so locally down in waynesboro um people caught wind of this about what we're doing and um there was a, a, a like minor league baseball team local baseball team called the Stanton Braves Um, and uh, the owner sold the team a year ago and uh, they have this bus like a full size people mover you know like 40 40 some passengers Mm. Um, and uh, so they heard about this and um, uh, well donated actually donated to another organization uh, locally who didn't know what to do with it but they they knew about uh, what we were doing um, and uh, long story short, there was a Christian school who, uh, who locally desperately needed a bus. That's called African Christian School. And, and, um, and they didn't have a bus, and uh, this other person did. And we were kind of in the middle as mech men, uh, because they heard the stories of, of what we were doing. And so they said, well, can you do anything with this bus? It needed some, some work on it. And uh, so we actually, literally the last few days, the Mechman mechanics, you know, in Waynesboro, uh, fixed her up, uh, same thing, and this was all, this was with zero dollars, basically, I mean, just a few, you know, a few parts needed, not much at all, and uh, fixed up this bus and literally donated a bus to a Christian school that desperately needed it and could never have bought a bus, you know, not where they're at right now, uh, certainly not this year, and so it's just, it's amazing how, how rapidly um, this is moving, and it's and it's spreading too, Josh. I know I'm talking a lot here. I'm really excited about it. So, um, over in um, in St. Louis now, and, and in uh, the Illinois area, um, Missouri, Illinois, there's uh, another church uh, through the Gateway Conference now, uh, where they 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 have a van that was donated um, from a Free Methodist Church and another local church. So it's kind of like a second. Site a second chapter a location in that men now and they're restoring a, a van to be donated to um, a Free Methodist uh, African Church that meets in Kansas City so it's like it's beautiful I mean it's just spreading like crazy we have things in the works for for a, a refugee church in uh, Pennsylvania and one in Utah and, and all these things so we're just uh, it's a really beautiful thing and I, I don't think there's any reason why we can't why we can't do dozens of vans. Or buses a year at least, wow. and it's, yep. it looks like it's growing even beyond that. So that's really
0: cool. Wow! Yeah, that's, that's a lot of different things. And now, what, what was the initial time? Like this original story you told us of um, the first, uh, the first bus that you put together. When was this that this happened?
1: Right. So we gave, we gave one to Richmond a couple of years ago.
0: Okay. And so this, we- uh, this
1: this this kind of predates this predates Adam. Yeah, but it um, but some of the other kind of mechanically minded guys at our church uh, were involved with that. Okay, and uh, and certainly our church's heart for, for blessing refugee congregations okay. um, with transportation. So I, I think that was almost like a John the Baptist type moment, you know, like a forerunner of what what the right. Lord had in mind to do. And um, I, the and then the first major one, especially through MMI, uh, was was with um, in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Yeah, a faith community church.
0: So. And when, when was that 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 took place?
1: Oh, that was May.
0: In May. June. So I'm just June. thinking of, May, of these things coming together, of course, a couple yeah. years ago. And that probably was, you know, in the back of your mind when this guy comes, Adam comes to you, he exactly. says, and, and then you're like, oh, hey, we did something like this. We could do this more. But exactly. May, and now we're hearing all these stories we just heard. That's, I mean, yeah. just a handful of, of months. So <laughs> to it think about, you yeah. know. A year from now, we'll come back and it'll be who knows where this thing will be now.
1: Um, oh, I'll tell you, yeah, it's it's exciting. There's um, you know, there's there's a, a one of the pastors um, on the board of, of MMI Men's Ministry International has a lot of connections in Puerto Rico, and um, I mean, what we want to do, Josh, we want to be international too. We want to take a team and um, and fix fix up stuff like in Puerto Rico. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we can we want to take a team. You know, talking to Hanny. Uh, uh, who's over in, in the Middle East and, and working a lot with, um, you know, in Iraq and stuff. And, uh, I mean, we want to take a team of, of these mechanics who love to do it, buy a very cheap broken-down vehicle on-site, you know, like in Iraq, fix it up. I mean, there's, the, the sky's the limit. We can do a lot, both domestically uh, and, and internationally. We really can, it's, it's an exciting thing. But there's, but the need, even in our own cities... Um, especially for for refugees, it's just a great need and a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking of you know so many different aspects to this story, but I think something that continues to come up um, time and time again um, on this podcast when we interview different people, we talk to different people. Um, just for those who have listened for a while, back on episode 76, we talked to Mike Leonard, who um, had retired from the Today Show, and he talked to us about the factor of one, this idea that Uh, one person added or subtracted from the equation of life in a scenario changes the end results in ways that are incalculable. And so I think of these different examples of people we've had on the show all the way back to episode two. We we talked to Shirley Elosh um, from God's Choice Church. She had an idea to start a church for special needs people. And because of that, you know, she thought for a few years. oh I don't know. I'm not sure. She finally put it into practice, and now there's one of these churches for special needs people in Africa, and there's you know wow. countless states. And so I think of the same thing. You know, this guy Adam. You know, him coming and saying, ah, you know, i do not sure what I'm going to do with this. But that factor right. of one, we 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 may or may not know. Well, we'll never know what would happen. What would have happened. How many lives wouldn't have been able to be touched if it weren't for this one guy having an idea? I'd like to do a little something more with this gift that I have of of being yeah. a mechanic. So just that that factor and now getting into these stories of these lives that have been changed are all traced back to this decision this guy made to step in your office, talk to you about an idea that he had. All of those connections.
1: Yeah. It's really cool. That's, I love that idea of factor of one. That's good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, it's true. Mm. So this is going to be a continued story, of course. It's only been a few months now in the, in the yeah. fullness of this. And so we're excited mm-hmm. to see you know, where this is going to go and uh, who is going to be reached through this. Um, yeah. so if there's, so we have a few, I guess, um, next steps, which is, first of all, if somebody's listening and they have, uh, one of these congregations that, that needs this kind of transportation, what's the, what's the next step for them?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, if you're a congregation, uh, or know of one in need, the next step, definitely reach out to, to MMI and you could do that through the, um, you know, the, the MMI website or, um. You could connect to, you can go to Uh It's our church and there's a lot of ways, but just let us know of the need. Um, the, the way to quickly uh, get fast tracked or uh, for lack of a better word, you know, prioritized for the vehicle we do next is to actually do a love offering. So if you can raise, you know we can with nothing, if we don't have a van to work with, with nothing, we can we can find, purchase, and restore um, a van for about two thousand dollars or less um, just because of the knowledge that some of our mechanics have of the market around us here in uh, Virginia. we just know he knows how to find stuff. and then, of course, we have totally free um, totally free access to both labor and also uh, lifts and garages etc and, and on top of that we get um, parts uh, auto parts at a, a steeply discounted rate as well so for like two if you could do if you can raise close to two um, thousand dollars that that would see it that, that would basically get you a van mm-hmm. um, that'll be great so that, that's what happened in the case of Lifeway Church in Indianapolis so um, actually uh, Bishop Emeritus Gerald Bates uh, heard about this, and he said, You know, we've got this um, we've got this Congolese congregation who who desperately needs a van. can we can we do one? and they and they were able to raise the funds. And so right actually, at General Conference, they made a contribution at the MMI booth, right at the booth, <laughs> and just made a contribution there. So that was our next van. Oh, so wow. we yeah we took those funds and actually bought the vehicle in Virginia um and and fixed it up put a lot of work into it and stuff and then and i and then i i was able to drive it to indianapolis um a few weeks later and um that happened really quickly so uh it can happen quickly if locally you can raise some funds so that's if you need one uh there's two things you could do number one well at the very least if you have no ability to raise funds well let me say this number one you could take a few love offerings You know, call us for friends. If you can get around $2,000, we can can get you a van. Um, And and totally, it'll be in great shape and and serve the community. Number two, if you have a van that's broken or you can get a van donated, like maybe, you know, you can reach out to area churches around you and just say, hey, do you have a van that you don't need or that doesn't work that you'd be willing to donate or, you know, uh, give for nothing. Or sometimes hospitals and schools have things. There's a lot of ways. Uh, but if you can get your hands on a van, even if it doesn't work, we could use that and we can fix that up. Now, it's hard to get it to one of our garages right now, yes. uh, but there's possibility where we could do short term. We could send a few you know, mechanics out. There's guys willing to ride some motorcycles across the country. They've already let me know. Um, so we could we could potentially go fix something up on site. Uh, potentially. So if you have a van, if you have, you know, if we can raise some funds, or number three, if you don't have any, just in faith, still let us know of the need. And there's other, you know, our goal is to try and uh, ra- receive some love offerings, you know, and build up uh, a fund through MMI, through Men's Ministries International. And through that fund, we can still, uh, you know, through the generosity of the greater church, supply vans for others uh, in the same way. Uh, and then who knows, you know, we might find uh connections are huge relationships are huge And so if we if we're aware of a need um, let's say in Cleveland, Ohio, and we also become aware of a donor in Columbus, Ohio, we can put two and two together and uh, it would make more sense to you know to, to keep that van in Ohio because it's easier for registration purposes, etc but um, so I, that's a, that's a mouthful but there's, a lot of ways to really to make this thing roll. So that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is something that uh, people can get involved in by giving. Um, you know, donating right. vans, like you say, right. and of course, if there's people out there listening that have the talent to be able to do this, exactly. you have your team right now where you're yeah. at. But uh, you're yep. not stopping anybody from possibly starting another uh, group, are you? <laughs> not at all. In okay. fact,
1: in fact, there's one in Gateway Conference, so we're up to two okay. right now. Okay. So we've got we've got one in Missouri uh, that's willing to fix stuff up. We've got one in Virginia that's willing to fix stuff up. Uh, for those listening around the country, you know, where's the next one going to be? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Wouldn't it be beautiful to have like five to ten uh, churches or, you know, uh, garages rolling where, where they're doing these and then we're fixing up all, you know, five to ten vans at a time. Then it's wouldn't it be great to have things just ready to be given, you know, before we even know of the need yet. So, yeah, we'd love to partner with you and resource you. Uh, and whatever way we can, if that's something you're interested with, uh, connect with MMI, Men's Ministries International.
0: So they can uh, connect there by going to MMIFM.org, is that the right one? Yes, that's the right one. Okay, great. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. People can just click on that, go over there and um, connect in different ways and, and reach out, uh, donate. Um, but uh, Chris, thanks for all the work that you're doing. and. Uh, um, being being willing to respond um, when when the when you know God is leading you in this direction.
1: Absolutely, it's a pleasure, Josh. Thanks for doing this podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.